0: Welcome to Super Hoopers, this is a bonus, bonus episode, trying something new.
1: Incredibly maybe... inconsequential discussion of <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to talk about, yeah, this, <laughs> whatever we're here for.
0: I want to, maybe call, let's call Super Hoopers University, where we do a deep dive on some non-basketball related uh, topic. Mm. Dave, you're here. Um, John, <laughs> John, John. Evergreen. Evergreen. John. D-
1: John. Dave, you're here. <laughs>
0: Dave, you're, you exist. Yep. John is still in Costa Rica, I think, right? I assume he's in Costa Rica. I, I just, I, I just think
1: he's on vacation for for good now. I think it's right, permanent.
0: Right, 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 right. And I then, mean, uh...
1: judging by his big gut, it's been a long vacation. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's basically, all of 2021 was a vacation. Uh, for that John. that
1: song, "A Long December," is just
0: about uh, John about John's eating habits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, joining us, Adam Malamut. Of, uh, well, Game of Zones was a while ago. Can we still say of Game yeah. of Zones fame? I mean, do people still remember um, that? I mean, it's not from the 90s. Yeah,
2: <laughs> in the context of this, uh, <laughs> in this uh, podcast, you could say of Sketchy Dads. Uh, oh, yes, of Sketchy know, Dads. Fame. Of Sketchy Dads. Uh, you know, and the uh, hundred, the 50-so people that own one of those. Mm, wow. With a market cap of uh, about two ETH.
0: <laughs> Nice, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're we'll just talk all about crypto because I spent like three weeks just reading everything I could read about crypto and NFTs and DAOs and all that stuff. And I thought I don't want to waste that time. So I, instead, I thought maybe I'll have you guys on here to waste your time and then waste our listeners' time. So crypto, do you care about crypto, Dave, at all? I dabble. Do you? Dabble. Oh, do you own? Do you own any cryptocurrency?
1: I, I, yeah, I own a little bit of Bitcoin and a little bit of Ethereum.
2: How did also you also shot?
1: and uh, yeah oh god i forget about top shot all the time and then every now and then like i remember that i had three chem birches and i put them up for sale and someone just fucking buys them I'm like oh you have five more dollars in your dapper balance I'm like oh god wish i got out when i when i could have wish i could have sold that julius randall for eight hundred dollars and <laughs> got not when you i tell you, I
2: sold a karis Levert. I got a carousel. I got lucky enough to get into one of those packs, uh, like when they were like a two hundred dollar pack or something like that. I remember fighting with my wife because I was like, we, "We had to go to a furniture store or something like that." I was like, "You don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> this is like when I was, I'm like, "You don't. Know, so I can make us thousands of dollars with this pack." It's like you're spending you didn't, and trying to explain it to her was just useless. I, I just had to explain in terms of like this could be thousands of dollars for us, you know, like these things. So I got, I somehow because I somehow made it into the queue for one of the top shop packs, and I got like a car. It was like. An, a special golden black LG something carousel some and I sold it edition like, bullshit. Yeah. Y- yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> a limited edition thing. And I sold it for like fifteen hundred dollars, something like that. And like it was right before everything, like everything went down after that. I know. And I, I had used that balance to just buy more for a little bit. And then I kind of just stopped and pulled my money out recently.
0: So what is the difference between Top Shot and NFTs? If you could you describe the difference between Top Shot, which is like the basketball, you know, these like these basketball moments that you buy. What is the difference between that and an NFT? I definitely don't know the exact answer to this, and I'm not. Well, this is up. this is maybe a quiz.
2: Explain this, so you should know. But I, I, I'll do my best to answer that. I, I think it essentially is an NFT. Uh, um, the Top Shots are NFTs. The, my under my understanding, they might have changed this. Is that the difference? Is that um, Top Shot is centralized? So like they like the like Dapper owns all the. It's like not exactly. Um, a true and decentralized NFT, like they technically—they own like the marketplace. Um, they all go through Dapper, yeah, yeah. And you buy it in dollars, right? Well, yeah, you convert your dollars to Dapper dollars. Oh, sorry, Dapper that. dollars. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's my um, understanding. I think, I think it's a
0: one to one. They they kind of run everything. Where an NFT is decentralized, where the NFT the ownership is kept track of like on a blockchain, and theoretically could be transferred kind of anywhere and would could live forever. Whereas Dapper runs everything behind the scenes, and they could theoretically. Yeah, I, th- I feel like. Uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like there
2: may be, and I'm speaking well beyond my expertise here. So I'm, gu- I'm basically guessing, but are speculating, but I think it's something where they, their servers or something like they they're on their servers or something like right. that, as opposed to like a decentralized, like you're saying, they, so and they could th- they could th- like, if they went out of business, I think you might, exactly exactly like, they something.
0: could basically shut it down. And, and in theory, the advantage of, an NFT is that you the the it's assigned to you on the blockchain and the blockchain can't be For hacked. Smart contracts, yeah. So right. that the the blockchain yeah. says this address, which is your address, owns this thing and it was owned by these addresses before and theoretically it can't be hacked. Although there are plenty of times where wallets get hacked and all that sort of stuff. So, um, but what's what's interesting is the the top shots you said have like gone to zero. They're like or they're, they're they're not worth that much now. They're.
1: They're worth something. It's just like, I mean, like that time that Adam was describing, I mean, I like they were worth, you know, like in some cases, like 50 times what they're worth right now (laughs) on the marketplace, the limited edition LeBron's that are, you know, that only have like 80 printed or whatever, um, like those are still worth like an okay amount. But they were going for like, like groups were getting together and buying like them for $100, like two hundred thousand dollars. Like uh, you know, okay yeah. and
2: some some tanked even more, like the uh, the Michael Porter Jr. cards. Uh they uh, suffered from not just <laughs> it was the, the third COVID, COVID it was the third
0: <laughs> round of COVID <laughs> yeah, exactly. that got it. They got digital COVID. Yeah, like yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they they got double hit yeah uh, with bad luck. Man. Um but I I, I haven't kept track of my, my Top Shot stuff, so
0: yeah, I uh, don't know. And then NFTs, and then NFTs seem to be like at a peak though right now, or at least they, they just seem to be going up or, or? My very
2: loose sense, so like just to give the audience a sense, like I was big into this, like coming into like, August, i got into it i created my own nft collection called sketchy dads which i'm still doing and i was like doing a deep dive just I'm, i was fully immersed in this then i had a kid and then a pilot deal got s- signed and so i had to start writing this pilot and ha- being a dad i forgot you had a I kid not- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um i mean th- listen, the on a stacking order you know it's like nfts mm-hmm. pilot and then it's uh then oh yeah there's a kid down in my first floor yeah. too um but uh, no, no, she's wonderful. I love her, and it, it lives up to the hype. And not buying it, not buying
1: it, not
2: buying it. She's three months. Okay, all right. And let, here's how I'll describe it in a corny way, which is like the, I thought nothing could beat getting an N64 when I was like 13 years old. Oh mm-hmm. my, um, like, that was like the best peak. That was like the peak experience <laughs> of my life was getting that colorful box and opening it and playing Killer Instinct and everything like that. Uh, having a kid beats it is she like waking up to her smiling is better than going downstairs and playing cruise in usa
0: disagree as a father myself (laughs) but okay i think the first Um, the first three months are really rough the first three months are just like yeah. yeah, no, she's been a pretty good
2: baby. And my wife's been kind of like an all-star, like doing uh, a lot of things. So I'm like upstairs in the attic. Yeah, clearly. Like I don't even know how, with a
0: three-month-old, how you were able to get time to do this. So. I know, I
2: know. So the thing is, going back to what I was saying, though, the, the NFT stuff, I had to put on hold. It's very, um, so you were asking about the it, trajectory. My sense is that it's not so much a bubble popping, but it's kind of leveled off and it's starting to like compress a little bit like it's not like this crazy when i was doing it in august it was like you mint something and it's all they're going up like crazy and people are just making you know boatloads of cash just like selling these things left and right uh it's not like that anymore and like the market's pretty saturated so you really have to start like looking for quality projects instead of just buying everything you can mint um i think a lot of people so so it's definitely evolving and i think ultimately this is healthy for the space because it's going to weed out like you know the the nonsense stuff and there's there's also like a ton of grifting that gives i think the whole space like a a lot of a, a bad reputation um but but in, the last thing i'll say on this front is that like you really it's like a two days or like a week in the nft space is like a year of progress happens and, and change and so by me being out of it not fully being tapped into it for the last you know in and out for the last couple of months it's just completely passed me by and i feel like i have so much work to do to catch up to what's going on, but it's a rapidly evolving and changing space. And I think it's definitely still in a massive growth phase overall, but I think uh, it, it feels like it's, it's not quite what it was over like the, JPEG
0: summer or whatever they call it. So what can you, what, what, what can you, can you give us like tangible, what, what changes in a week when you say like it moves super fast in a week, like what? Well, one, there's a million new
2: projects and then you're like, oh, they're like, it's like what people are doing. One thing is like what people are doing with the technology. And so like, you know, though when I started, it was like profile PFP projects were a huge thing thing and like they were like those like the bored apes and like the pudgy penguins and like those sort of things and everyone was buying these like (laughs) for those who can't see dave is smirking (laughs) (laughs) at As I say, Pudgy Penguins and the- Yeah, well this hey, <laughs> this all got started with crypto
0: kitties in twenty seventeen. Like, let's give let's give respect to the OG. Yeah, you know kitties. the punchy pirates yeah. and uh, the,
2: <laughs> let's let me tell you, Dave, when a grassy occurps, right, and you're banging on the door of the Pudgy Penguin Citadel and be like, please let me into your den. I need food. Please <laughs>
1: teach me what Discord is. What is Discord? <laughs> please help me.
2: You know, so it was like that. And then it became like like projects with utility. And then you start seeing people doing airdrops, meaning like if you have a, if you own this thing, a reward is they send you, if you own like a, you own a ape, they pirate. they send you a dog. Yeah. Uh, they send you a pudgy, if you have a pudgy pirate, they send you a, uh, a, sparrow. Little, uh, a, a little mate, you yeah. know, <laughs> um, a parrot. There you go, a, a pudgy or parrot.
0: We should start um, We should start a, what are they called? Pudgy, what do you want to call it, Pudgy Pirates, Dave? You want punchy, to start it?
1: Punchy Parrots?
0: <laughs> uh, I probably already exist at this point. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but and,
2: and like another thing is like, you see this like constitution DAO happening and like people using DAOs in different ways. You see, I'm trying to think of another example. Oh, like there's one thing right now going on called the sheep game and wolf game, which is like I, hard for me to even explain, but essentially involves staking your NFTs and getting that crypto, like getting a currency in that game that, you know, can sell and like it's, and then there was like, and then when, um earlier than that when what's it called came out that uh loot came out Mm -hmm. it was like everyone's like what's this and it was like all they dropped was like i was like literally just an image of with a a text image with like a list of items and like i would say like a robe a silver dagger and this sort of thing and like it was meant to be a part of a your like your bag that you get for like a community built game that that would this would you know be a part of and so there's just like so many and different things and like so I started sketchy dads not not knowing really anything well, I hold just on, started doing it. Hold on, Dave, it. Dave. What yeah.
0: percentage of what Adam just said do you think you understood? Well, give
1: <laughs> What no, loot? Lou, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember No, I know all about loot. Carmen Sandiego. I feel like it was
0: I feel Carmen San like Diego. The, I I watched it growing up. This the space is so indesirable for people who aren't familiar. Yeah, well, I think South Park killed it with this little, like, I don't
2: know if you saw that. Very funny.
0: But I saw the clip,
2: and the clip just nailed it. And even people in, like, the NFT space were like, this fucking nails it.
0: It was like nothing I ever saw. Just complete murder and carnage. Everything seemed calm at first, but then this guy in a suit shows up talking about investment opportunities. Next thing you know these people over here started chanting HODL HODL and their NFTs started mooning and then these guys over here
3: started saying those guys right there right clicked them and and called for a pump and dump which made these guys beat the living hell out of anyone who said it was just FOMO and died screaming that it was the flippity. Luckily I came out of it okay. I got this little miniature
0: donkey with a lit up sombrero. Did you see where the guy in the suit went afterwards? No, he just waltzed right away like nothing happened. Chief, better come take a look at this. We got a small turtle with wings. Could be a great investment opportunity. See, that that's part
2: of the problem right now, I think, is su- the superficial understanding of it is like a lot of these like grifty pump right, right, and dump type things and that idea. And I think that that is... And like right now, it's getting pretty hit pretty hard culturally. Like I have my my Twitter is basically two things right now. It's NFT people who are definitely like live up to the reputation of being corny and tools and stuff like that. Uh, you know, mixed with interesting, brilliant people. And it's like a real mix of that. And then on the other side, it's all my like comedy hipster friends who are just making fun of NFTs. And it's yeah. like a cultural battle between these two things. And I'm curious to see, because like, you know, a lot of, uh, the NFT projects like board apes and other things, they are kind of like, uh, fashion type of things like it's fashionable to own one of these things and if enough blowback happens where people say like say it becomes unfashionable i think they it can tangibly affect the value of these things like if it becomes uncool to own one of these things the projects that don't have as much utility and are more like fashion statements like that uh but you know and and you've we've seen certain things get destroyed by like enough cool kid blowback one thing is like ed hardy for example like, like ed hardy was like everyone thought it was cool and there was just made fun of enough where it just or became a, not cool or, or, uh, bing, bong. or bing
0: bong, yeah, bing bong. <laughs> but like google glass like <laughs> the bong. you know the glasses that you're supposed to wear and then that those got you know completely destroyed i'm sorry um,
1: who, who thought those were going to be cool
0: well you know not, not, not that they're going to be cool but like it was a legitimate product that just went away because people get it just because made people fun made fun of. of it yeah the um so the space is filled with like scams. So crypto in general, like, I mean, crypto in general doesn't have that much tangible use beyond yeah, like very wild west, beyond like buying NFTs right now. Like, you know, you can't really, I mean, there are places where you can use Bitcoin or something like I that, mean, but it's not.
1: You, you saw that viral video of like the guy down in Costa Rica, not John, somebody else the, trying to buy beer, beer with the, with their crypto. Oh, and, and it was, is, like wait, it was taken uh, for it was like a, it was like a robotic machine that was in like El
0: Salvador or Costa Rica
1: i thought it was in oh maybe it was el salvador i thought it because el
0: salvador has made has made bitcoin maybe, like an official currency
1: yeah maybe it was el salvador but like it was like a like white like american tourist and he it was taking like a very long time and finally like the machine you know distributed his like pint of beer but he was yeah. like trying desperately to pay he had like Ethereum. sunglasses on or something yeah. like
3: trying
2: to act all super cool right. about it he's like it's like this, and like it clearly was a clunky experience. And and like, he was like, no big deal. Super easy. Well, yeah, yeah, it because... only took
1: me 20 minutes and uh, here it is my cold, my lukewarm beer.
0: Yeah. Because right, <laughs> yeah. Like right now it takes forever for things to process. And then also it's super volatile. So it's like basically what you don't want in a currency. So there's not much value right now. So the value right now is people basically thinking, oh, it's just going to go up in value. So I'm going to invest in it, hoping that it goes up in value. Then I'll, then I'll sell it. And so that's like the definition of a bubble. Like that's how every bubble in history has developed. Uh, you know, waiting, people buying, thinking I could just sell this to the next fool. So you have all these like scam stuff, like, hey, let's let's pump it up. Or, hey, I just need to get other people involved. So, my, so the value just keeps going up. And NFTs have that too. But there is, I think, some actual value, like with amongst like the 95% of like scams and people who don't know like, you know, what they're doing, basically, there is probably, you know, some smaller percentage of, of, uh, of, of actual value. I don't know if the cool kids are going to, you know, destroy that actual value, but, um, but I do think like it could, you know, it could be useful um, in, in, in certain ways for like financing other creative projects. Like, you know, you, you issue a hundred NFTs to finance some other thing. That other thing could be an animated show. It could be a piece of journalism. If I'm an investigative journalist and I can't like fund my journalism, I can issue say hundred NFTs related to that. And I, basically you can have people invest in your creative project, whether it's, you know, journalism could be even a book or a comic book or an animated series. Um, and that basically now, instead of just like donating to somebody on Kickstarter or donating to somebody on Patreon, you now have something tangible that represents the fact that you participated in the creation of this other thing. Like ultimately an NFT in and of itself seems to me like it is just a piece of fashion. Like, it's just like, oh, look, it's like like art. Like, oh, hey, look, it's like cool. And that could be driven by, you know like whatever winds are blowing um, as like what's cool and what's not cool. But if you create something of greater importance that the NFT is associated with, then I could see real value. Does that does that sell it at all to you, Dave?
1: I mean, that that is interesting to me more more so than just like uh you know thinking about it like some angel investor douchebags that are like
2: yeah yeah
1: i have a, a shit ton of ethereum <laughs> i i love chunk coin
2: is chunk coin a thing? i would totally get oh, down with chunk coin I'm, i look like i've been eating a lot of chunk coin um, <laughs> hey we all do or staking it um uh just to to piggyback off what matt's saying just to be clear, like. I do think there's a lot of corniness in, in stuff like that. And, you know, douchebaggery and scams and stuff in the space, but the underlying utility to me is like inevitable and, and it's going to change everything. And it's like, it, it's sort of like the early internet in the sense, like everyone was making fun of internet people and like everyone made fun of internet dating. Like, yo, you met, Oh, you met your wife or a girlfriend on a, on an app, <laughs> like, okay. And then like, now that's like the normal thing. And now it's like weird to meet someone at a bar, especially since, uh, now these days, um, right? It's like I met my wife. All I could see was her eyes, but uh, she was. You know, it's crazy though, because um, it yeah. is crazy
0: though. When, with the masks too, like I when when I'm teaching, I see my students with the masks. Like I I don't recognize them at all without their masks. Like they'll like I'll see them outside and they'll let, like I say hi to me. I'm like I have no idea who the person is. Like, yeah, yeah, I can't I can't imagine. Do they have their names on their masks? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: But but you know I think that like it's a similar trajectory. Uh, where I think that web three and decentralization and all the benefits of it. And like, it's just a very, very early phase of this. People are just, it's, it's a very fundamental tool that's going to change everything and be very liberating in a lot of ways uh, and in very big ways. But it's like, at, it's sort of at the atomic level because the, this technology is so simple and fundamental. It's just like decentralizing things and having like, you know, smart contracts on a blockchain and tokenizing things you know but i think the the butterf the effect of that is going to be massive uh and, and it goes beyond like right now it's such early adapt- adaptation that people are like what do we do we could sell digital things what do we sell uh pictures quickly you draw a picture of a unicorn you know with a with a party hat on you know and a, and 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 sell it you know and so that's what a lot of this stuff is it's just people early trying to just kick around what's going on. But the reason that I started Sketchy Dads initially is I was growing frustrated with how how long the process was to get this pilot going and other things. And I was feeling like I was at the liberty of like this big corporate media company that could just like, like was taking forever with their contracts. And like, and, and I'm like, my God, I could cut all these middlemen out. I can make a cartoon and have it funded by the community by selling essentially digital collectibles to fans so like let's say I put out a cartoon like and I sell 1000 from episode one of this one character and that way if the the, the cartoon gets popular that we're doing on YouTube, um, people can collect, collectors can say, I own the episode one uh, one which is now really valuable because I saw this cartoon as good before everyone they went mainstream. You have evidence and ac- of that. <clears throat> exactly. And I, I think it's better than Patreon because people can actually have a real th- digital uh, and I forget the word, that like makes it unique, but like unique um evidence of like their their early adaptation or support of that show or yeah, something Yeah, it's like
0: a, I mean it's like it's like all the people who claim they're at Woodstock. I mean if the <laughs> ticket was like an NFT, you'd be able to see the people that were actually there. And so, yeah, but
2: even, but even more, what's even more special about this or useful is that like, what it allows is I now can make a cartoon in theory that like with the community, just for the community. And I'm not worried about censorship and I'm not worried about like notes from a big company that says, Hey, don't say this, or don't say this about China or whatever it is. You know, it's just like, it's just me and the community and it's, and it's, there's no middlemen taking overhead or, you know, screwing me the, the creator and this and that. And so, that is just one of many uh, potential exciting things about it. And that's what was exciting about Sketchy Dads or about why I wanted to try this. And Sketchy Dads was just a way to test it. That I just started drawing. I literally knew nothing about this thing. And, uh, and I, start, I can get into that and- But also, later, but but but.
0: what's also um, amazing about it or revolutionary about it is like, if I donate to a Kickstarter or if I'm a Patreon supporter that's the end of the relationship. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I hope, I hope the short film I donated to, like, I hope they make it and it's good, but I'm not really invested in it. If I, if I have an NFT for that short film, then I'm invested. Then I'm like, okay, because if this thing is a success, if this thing catches, catches on, then all of a sudden my NFT you profit from it. Yep. I profit from it. So, you know, when you sell these hundred NFTs or these thousand NFTs, all of a sudden all those people bring their skills and they're well, more incentivized. Well,
1: being a good friend isn't profit enough, Matt. Some of that okay. too is just
0: the support. No, but you the can imagine the like, satisfaction of
1: helping your friends make art. That's not enough for you in life? God, God you're yeah. God, who, know, I'm I sorry. Know, I mean, listen. who's
0: Jewish out of us? Who's Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> God,
1: you're greedy. I wish, <laughs> I wish. I wish.
0: It's so hard know, you make it so hard wish. to convert. You make, why, why is it so hard to convert to Judaism? Come on. I would,
1: I would do it. What's not? You got like,
0: take classes. You got to like, take classes.
1: Oh, whatever.
2: My God, it's harder to convert to Judaism than it is to convert Sheeb coin to Bitcoin. I, I know. Gosh, I gotta, all right, gotta, kick him out of the
0: Zoom. Kick him out of the Zoom now. <laughs> I got to get a synagogue wallet. <laughs> Come on. All this stuff. <laughs> um, the Jew Dow is very hard to get into.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the floor is 15 ETH. <laughs> 15 Gelp. But like, so you, you know, you have all these people with different skills that potentially buy those NFTs. There's people that are good at like advertising, people that are good at promoting, maybe people that are good at editing, people that take, take whatever their NFT and like spin it off and make their own thing from it. Um, what's, yeah, what's, what's so cool It's like, if I, let's say I did this model that I'm talking about with the
2: cartoon and that's what I was getting to, but then I got, of course, the contract through, and I completely sold out, and now I'm doing my yeah. my corpo cartoon. But like, but but the idea would be that like, yeah, they're like essentially owning shares of the cartoon. So if someone buys, say, ten of these collectibles, they're they want the their collectible value will go up. If the cartoons they're going to be promoting it, they're going to be sure "You got to get on the thing, this thing," and 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 so um, I think it's like it's interesting because like when you get too far down the road of like it becomes pump and dump which is like everyone you're investing in so you want to bring more people in to make yours go up but like you know but how is that any different than like a cartoon marketing out to people anyway they want to make money you know and so like there's like it's it's about on that sliding scale of like you know taking on one end is pump and dump and the other end is just making something and then finding the the middle ground so it's like you know Incentivizing people to bring people into your project because they like it genuinely, and also it they actually have more of a stake in it than just getting other people to like it. Like they they actually can make money or build their clout or something like that as you know but, as early adopters. Like I
0: think we all just I think it, I, but I do think it's the NFT where it needs to go is it does need to be associated with things that are are, are of real value. Like we all have books that we've read that have changed our life. We all have TV shows that we obsess over. We all have music that, um, you know, we're super into, you know, it becomes a way of funding all that, but also you as a fan can take a, you know, greater part and really benefit from, from, you know, evangelizing for this thing that you love. But right now it seems right now it's just like, it's just art. Like, you know, art, art, art to me is just like a little shady, you know, cause I guess people- It's so subjective. It's yeah, so subjective.
2: The amount that I've seen of people going, yo, this is dope art. And then I look at it and it's like this- Horribly drawn dog, or something like that. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> stop it. Like, it's like, it's amazing how people's like what they view as fine art is like very dependent on them owning five NFTs of it. Yeah, you know, no, like, no, but I mean, dogs. like,
0: that's that's it's not even the art. NFT world, that's historically, Generative you know, you, dog. it's like it's like the Mona Lisa. Like, the Mona Lisa is just there's like no. that Lonely Island song, like the Mon- no. L- Mona Lisa sucks, or whatever. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite Lonely Island.
2: I agree art is is like very weird and subjective and strikes me as like yeah like it like who decided like what is it's just yeah exactly it's arbitrary in many many ways so but I, I don't. I think it's already expanding well beyond that. It seems it's, like it's it. already like doing much more. It seems like video games now. is
0: like the nat is where it's going, where there's like lots of people that are building sort of video games around like the NFTs. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because it
2: allows you to, I, I you know, I, I use the word tokenize. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but like essentially you know, I can own a gun in a game, like, and, and that I know that, oh my God, I can trace back who else owned this gun, like a famous gamer, use this gun to kill like ninja in the, in the championships of something. And I have that gun or like, this is the gun I got, this gun has a hundred thousand kills Like it, it adds like in a world of digital things, it adds like a cool element of unique ownership of, of things. And so it's very cool in the, uh, in the gaming space, I think, uh,
0: I didn't because even think about that. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of digital
2: assets and you can now, you can now make them each trackable and unique.
0: Yeah. So Dave thoughts. <laughs>
1: hey, Sup- I'm just, stu- I'm just absorbing. I told you before Adam came on, I told you I, I'm over learning. I just, okay. I, I don't want to learn anything. You're, maxed, yeah,
3: out. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're maxed out. Wanna, you got to delete some. Yeah. You got to delete some stuff. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. Well, let's, let me
0: uh let's, let's move now to DAOs.
2: Listen. You should delete everything. Like delete everything from like a certain amount of Nix years. Like there's got to be at least ten <laughs> w- Nix years oh, would... that have no
0: have, are no use to you. Yeah, anymore. like the, delete that and insert NFTs. Just the
1: entire mid two thousands. Uh, you know. <laughs> right.
0: Goodbye, but also, me. so do you? But do you think one of the issues is though? The people who are creative do seem to hate the NFTs, Adam. Like the creep. Like the the comedy writers. I don't know the journalists. The people who would theoretically benefit from this funding mechanism. Seem to hate it, and it seems to be like the tech people that like it. Like, is there going to be
1: like, is it it the monetary like aspect of it that like our artsier folks are kind of turned off by?
0: Yeah, I think artsy folks are just like they because they just see people like douchebags making money, and they think, well, this must be all, all a scam um
2: well i will say i don't necessarily agree with that okay. premise i do think there's a lot of art people who really do like it and like you hear if you like go on twitter spaces and stuff like that like a lot of artists are like this has changed my life like i can now actually make money doing art especially with music like when you're doing music like people are like making frat no money on spotify and stuff like that like so this now you can now sell their albums as nfts directly to people and stuff like that so like i i, I don't really deal too much with music nfts like i haven't really I don't. I don't see that as, as collectible, or like I don't really. I, I haven't really explored that place, but like my. I do see a lot of artists who are behind it. The reason I think a lot of art people aren't is for is is for a couple of reasons. You mentioned there are creative people, and one is like a lot of times it's just like they see the superficial thing, and like the superficial aspect of it is like a lot of tools, so like you know, like it's like a lot of like cringy behavior and like a lot of bro-ish like yo dude we're getting together we're having a sick fucking nft party at this yacht you know and there's a lot of like silicon valley douchiness that that's in the space you know and i think that uh, is what this that is like what people see and they're not like take. they're not like reading they're not like well let me read the white papers here for this coin and see if this really is douchey you know so so I think there's just like the the essence of of that Silicon Valley vibe that feels like the antithesis of art in, in a lot of ways so I think a lot of it's superficial there and I do think there is an element of which one thing I'm seeing is like Uh uh, you once there's an expectation now that things should be more than art. So, like, what it means is like once you buy this thing, you gotta keep doing stuff. So you're sending drawing more art and sending people free stuff, you're doing community experiences. And what it turns into is like essentially an artist might just want to draw a picture and sell their art, but now they're like required to keep inflating the share price of their art. So it's like I gotta make sure that the shares of my art stay high value. So I gotta keep doing things like uh and keep coming up with uh games to play and other things and other uh, reasons and like that can be, I think, exhausting. Well, that's an interesting downside. Like, a lot like shares. If, you, if
0: you think of the analog to a company where once a company goes public, now it has like shareholders that has to answer mm-hmm. to. And so, once a, uh,
2: I, that's what I feel now, like once you an know, artist that was people who bought Sketchy yeah, ads, once yeah.
0: an artist does the NFT route, yeah, you have a, people who invested and that could be beneficial, but you also feel an obligation to your quote unquote shareholders. Um,
2: yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and it's the like people demanding it. Like, I think that's part of the thing. Like, it's like it's very. Mixed in, like people say, they're buying it for the art, but like eighty percent of any given community is probably just people looking to flip these exactly. things and like sell them. And and the, all they're talking about is the floor price. And We got to get the floor price up, and you got to do stuff to make this more valuable. And like and so and a, and a lot of times a creator isn't equipped to or or expecting to do those sort of things. They just want to draw their pictures and sell them. And so I feel like that is that's something that people are now learning. Something that I'm learning because I sold these sketchy dads and like. I have a whole community of people, a small community that, you know, I'm like basically like MIA for like a month and like the, the things are going down, it's losing momentum. And I feel like this obligation beyond just drawing them, you know, now to like, actually like, Hey, pop in the discord, make sure everyone's cool. And like, you know, and, uh, and do all these things. And I do intend to finish them this project and make the, make the full 500 that I stupidly agreed to, because I didn't realize that. Other big projects were generative and not hand drawn. <laughs> um and uh like they just generated ten thousand things. Anyway, but like yeah, so that that's that's one interesting aspect of it that is evolving is what you do after you sell these things. Right,
0: right. Which yeah, I got I guess that yeah, that would that it could be it could be exhausting. Dave, do you have any idea what a DAO is? Um yeah, it's like
1: kind of like a dowry. <laughs> <laughs> You, give a dowry, you gave a dowry to your father-in-law. Ten, I, did. Uh, I did, I gave a dowry to my father-in-law, $2,000. Um, yeah, yeah. How many human tokens? <laughs>
0: <laughs> just one, just one, my wife. I got one human token. <laughs> um, okay, let me see if I could try to explain DAOs. They're the most confusing aspect of this, this Web3, decentralized autonomous organization. I mean, in, correct me anything I say, Adam, I don't know. Cause they are very hard to understand um and it's also
2: very i think they're hard to understand because they're so simple that you're like is it really this simple is this what it is? But, like that, i think that's kind of
0: what but it is. also it's like it is very it's like why can't we already do things like this like it's hard to explain what how this mm-hmm. is like new you know what i'm saying
2: right yes yes i fully agree i personally uh like it's one of these things that like if i read a few articles like i can explain what a DAO is for like two hours and then if falls away and i can't explain it anymore after two hours
0: the big thing to me seems to be the tokens so like you join a DAO, which is like an organization and you get tokens um which are like kept on the blockchain so i guess that's like what's new is like you have these tokens that are kept on the blockchain but theoretically you could start an organization and hand out little poker chips to be like these are your tokens to be in the you know the lion's club um and then those give you some sort of voting rights. Like you can decide what to do with the DAO. Like let's say the, um, like the example I used in, in, the, in the article I wrote is like, let's say it's like a, um, a film collective. Um, and so you vote about what film is gonna be released or what project we're gonna do, which of these scripts are, are we gonna make next? And so the tokens give you voting rights. You can also make it so you receive tokens if you do something of value for the community. So if you come up with something new or you fix a problem or you do some piece of coding that somehow adds value to the community or maybe you could even do like you know with the super hoopers example we have our like super hoopers uh patreon chat you know we could we could give tokens to the people that are the funniest oh you you know you that was a great joke here's like you know five tokens or something like that and it, it, it you know adds to your whatever involvement and um you know voting power um in the community so you make these DAOs to do something usually there's some sort of goal the community gets formed the community gets these tokens and then you know that allows members to have an ownership stake and also a say in um, the direction of that DAO i don't know does are that the, make are any the,
1: sense are the are the amounts of uh, tokens that each person has public like can you yeah is that yeah. So, so so that so so the that, so, we, so but, the importance so the importance is weighed by the amount of tokens
0: you have, and and that's well, visible. Well, no, that depends
2: on the DAO rules. Yeah, so you could that
0: depends on. You could also yeah. you could change the rules so everyone's equal too. You could say that we're gonna, everyone's gonna have one token, and that's you know.
2: Or or you could say that even no matter how many tokens you have, it doesn't matter. Or you could say that like after ten, you you reach some status, and that's the final yeah. status. Let, let me
0: um. Well, sorry, but one on so wrong, right? but one thing.
2: Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. The
0: you could see who owns them, but that would be assigned to a wallet. You could still be anonymous. So. I could have some fake name, you know, I could be like whatever, Punchy Pirate, you know, 69. Um, and you wouldn't know that that's me, Matt Hill. You just know, oh, Punchy Pirate 69 has like whatever, 20 tokens.
2: Yeah, and I, I'll say this, you know, going back to what you we were saying before, Matt, I think the reason reason something's so fundamental, what it pushes it over the threshold of all of a sudden being really cool is the fact that you have these tokens that are like you like on the blockchain and like indestructible and like a like very like unique and like, just you're not worried about forgery and other things. What that allows is you to quickly cooperate with strangers yeah. in a way and trust people in a different way. And that seems super fundamental, but it it's again, like a lot of this, like I'm saying is at this fundamental level and then it's the, like the bigger usage it is of this thing that, The power of this is like at the macro level, but the technology is at the micro level. And what that – when you can – what it allows is people like a thousand strangers buy into this thing and they're all in it. And there's no ambiguity about that because you either own this thing or you don't. And if you own the thing, you're involved in it. And there's no like – there's no – like it doesn't – it just – that allows you to trust people because like, there's just, you have one. You have, you, have a like, stakeholder. Uh, yeah, you have, you have yeah. You, yeah, you have a, a finite, clear a share the game. embedded in the, de- in the in smart like, contract. Yeah,
0: and it requires like a hoop to jump through. So not anybody could just join it. I mean, I remember I used to be in a writing group that would meet every Tuesday and it had like a monthly fee. And I remember asking like, what's up with the monthly fee? Like this should be free, you know? And the guy was like, if I don't have the monthly fee, no one shows up. It's like, because people are paying money they feel like, oh, I paid money, so I need to do this thing. So just like having people invested, I think that there is um some value. And you can you can't yeah, you, yeah. you, can, you, you can organize very quickly, like this Constitution Dow, which was they were trying to buy a copy of the constitution that was going up for auction. I think it was like on a Thursday, and they organized on a Sunday. They basically said, look, anybody who wants to get in, submit, you know, however much money. And it was also, there was no. There's no limit. You could, you know, you could submit millions, you could submit $5, you know, and allow just like anybody could who was interested in the cause could join it. You think of the use case, what's interesting, I think is, is, is is sports like a, a sports team. Like there is a group right now trying to buy an NBA team. Like they're basically trying to get enough funds to buy an NBA team. And I think, I do think this is actually would be a fun use of it. Like where if you got enough money together, you know, if you got whatever $6 billion, um, to buy in uh, an NBA team, then it's like each person, you know, can vote on what to do. They, you can vote on who to draft. You can vote on whether to make this trade or not, which would be, you know, I think super fun. Like if you could vote on what the Knicks were doing, um, even though, you know, like, Oh, your vote doesn't matter. Even though, you you know, theoretically you don't own that many tokens, but you could still like be on the discord to try to rally people, to try to make your case, um, to try to actually convince people. It's like, you know, when you're arguing on Twitter, like, whether, you know, Jokic should be the MVP or not, like, that doesn't really matter. But if there's an actual vote that's going to take place with the people you're arguing with, then all of a sudden the stakes are raised. Um, I don't know. Does that, would you like to own part of the Knicks, Dave? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> course.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, we're, sorry, Dave, go ahead. If you have anything else to say or is that just um, a yes or no?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would like to own part of the Knicks. <laughs>
2: Oh, um, cool. Yeah, I would too. And I'm not even a Knicks <laughs> fan. Um, but like, yeah, I think, you know, we saw with like the the GameStop stuff, like what's what the, the, the revelation there was like, holy shit, like, we have all these memes. And like, you see what's going on with our like, unbelievably connected world now. And we're starting to see what can happen with that. And what DAOs in a way are is like connecting actual financial resources at the speed of like a meme and at the speed of like, you know, like something like like on Twitter, everyone decides something and like like information can spread really quickly. Now, imagine if money could spread really. Quick. So it's like all of a sudden, like all like thousands of regular people can quickly pull money together and do things with that. And, you know, that like previously they could never do. So it's like out of nowhere. Like if there's like a a sports team that's up for like a straight bid or buying massive things that normal people couldn't normally own, now all of a sudden, all it takes is like a meme and a DAO and saying, hey, we're fucking doing this. And like all of a sudden like, you know, uh, like a thousand people or like 10,000 people have pulled together, you know, like $800 million and they can actually do and buy real significant like things, you know? And so I think that is something that's gonna really change things. And I don't even, I can't really predict in the ways that it will, but like, uh, it's definitely really interesting because, yeah, the idea that like if, if, if something is just available for that amount, like, then there's no reason it shouldn't go to a DAO, right? You have to put rules up that says you can explain why you wouldn't sell it to a DAO or something like that. But, you know, I I think that is what's cool is like now we're connecting with money really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and building these like Voltrons really quickly. The, um,
0: uh, and yeah and the other like the, the other example that i that i wrote about was like a tv network or like a production company where you could just run it as a dao where you know you get the scripts you know whatever the submissions are and you vote on hey we're going to make this one we're going to make that one we vote on who we're going to cast we vote on you know uh, who the director is going to be and you know off you go and it's basically you know then you know, that, that sort of system, you know, there's no reason why that couldn't be better than just, you know, a bunch of random executives who have never done anything in their life, like making all the decisions um, about what, well, you know, yes what no. is made. I mean, yes, yes I mean, no. there's something yeah, um, about, like, a unique author, authorial voice. I mean, what you would probably do is, like, vote on the scripts, <laughs> vote on the creator, and then the creator would have, you know... Well, yeah, control.
2: every DAO can set their own, you know, certain twist their knobs to the, whatever creative settings they want, mm-hmm. you know, but I will say that, like, there are certain systems that function better with a centralized voice. And then there's other systems that are better decentralized the difference is now we have the option of decentralized thing, things that should be decentralized or like competing with centralized things. And, you know, or you can do a centralized thing if it's, if it's good, you know, but like, you know, I would argue that like having 10,000 writers on a card. No, 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 no,
0: no. I meant, I meant, I, <laughs> I, meant I, I was, I was, I was a little too uh, loose in my yeah. example. I, like I said, they would vote yeah. on the creator and you would give, cause ultimately you want the creator to have control uh, probably of a project. Or, or
2: you could have 10,000 writers. You could also try, try, do try that. It that way. You You have, you know, you have the option, and that's what to me. It's just about the having the options. Yeah. But, I, but I, you know, I was thinking about this because thinking about doing, you know, community-driven cartoons. And I just think that, like, like when it comes to that kind of stuff, when it comes to like content, I like it very much. auteur with like as few people as in in the process as you know as possible.
0: Generally, you can make uh, the case that really like startups stuff. as well work better with like one or two voices basically saying this is the right. this is yeah. the mission. Um, yeah. just like DAO, you could just see a DAO as like a different type of organizational form that can compete. Like if, you know, if the community could do it better, you maybe, maybe it could, maybe they could do it better. Um, And it's a great
2: check on like big centralized things that are corrupt, you know, big corrupt centralized systems, like a really bad example. I don't know if this is even possible, but like, let's say people are very frustrated with the healthcare system and like, you know, companies charging thousands of dollars for, um, you know, a, a diabetes medicine or an epipen or something like that. It's like, hey, let's create a Dow. Let's buy a, uh, a company, and we're, our whole thing, our whole mission is going to be yeah. making keeping opening these opening pharmaceuticals the, open the, open the patents
0: up. Yeah, yeah. You could do you right. could do it like that. I mean, I'm like. You know, this is just my general viewpoint that basically everything bad in the world is because of monopoly, whether the monopoly is a private company that has a monopoly on that or the government has a monopoly on it. And so this just opens up things for competition. Like things get good when people compete, when people have to be, all right, make the case for why something's better. Um, So theoretically, 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 this could do this, but let's talk, let's spend like, I just kind of want to end a little, you know, in in a little bit, but let's talk about, you know, everything's been pretty positive. Let's talk about um, you know the negative. Let's talk about some downsides. Finally, this this is how you have this is how you currently have to buy an NFT. You have to go onto Coinbase or another exchange, buy the crypto. Then you got to get a wallet. The maybe the MetaMask wallet is is the one I have. You got to get that. You got to install that. They give you like a secret passphrase which is like, are we like in kindergarten again? It's like a secret passphrase that like uh, is only, you know, you got to write it down, hide it somewhere in your house. Mine's hidden in a hollowed out book in my house. Um, then you got to transfer the Ethereum from your exchange to your wallet, which involves like typing in this like weird address that has like all these characters, the money goes there. Then you got to go to OpenSea or whatever the NFT is held. And then you got to wait for it to become available and, um and, uh, and buy it, you already know, got to connect your wallet to the to OpenSea, then you buy it. And then theoretically you own it. Although I don't really know where it is. Like I, I own one of your sketchy dads. I'm not really sure, I, you know, I theoretically this is on the blockchain, I guess, but I can't, I can't prove necessarily. No, it's in the Cayman Islands in my account. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I just know that you got some money and theoretically I own this thing that I, that again when I was showing people that I just took a, I just took a screenshot. So it's like, it is, it is a cumbersome process. Uh, I'll just say that I so was
2: getting on the internet in 1991. Yeah. Whatever, oh, you know? but also, like, so sorry, i like printing a book in 1812. I left out. It, I don't have the printing press. I left that, out. I, you know, I
0: left out that all of each of these steps cost like 20 to 30 dollars in processing fees. So, like when you put your money in, 20 to 30 dollars. Well, when you transfer the money, if
2: you're if you're on Ethereum, yeah. But these things are all being worked out right now, you know, and. The reason they cost that cost that much, and this is I'm way out again outside my scope of, of knowledge here. But like my understanding is that like it goes back to the miners, the people who are doing the work to get the um, Ethereum. the Ethereum out and so that, I'll say another downside that people mention is the environmental toll that some of these things take. I can't speak to that, but I know that. Um, uh, that's another thing people are working on. I, and I just think it's like any early technology it's clunky and there's a high barrier to entry, but that will all smooth itself out. I mean, like we didn't get iPhones, you know, right off the bat, like it started with like gigantic car phones or, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, every tech like, And again, like going back to like how I remember trying to get on the internet through CompuServe, yeah. you know, you know how hard it was to get porn on CompuServe when you're eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> um not that hard actually um but uh but uh but either way like it got it got easier and you, i was probably 11 just to be clear but uh, i was about to I, say I whoa exactly Man, <laughs> I, I was pretty young i went i was very I, I went from like finding a playboy magazine to like holy crap like in aol chat
0: rooms and stuff like that Sneaking into the like,
1: bathroom in kindergarten to look your yeah <laughs>
0: Of i was Why? no but i was this, like at my family's. Uh, this modem the modem cord is going into the boys room
2: <laughs> i would sneak down to my family's main computer in our family room like at nighttime okay and i would go and i'd print all these things out and one time my brother found a stash of porn that i had printed out like under the couch he was like four or something like that and uh so um i destroyed his uh his uh Life forever with that, or whatever that and whatever ramifications that had down the road. Yeah, psychological. Uh, now
0: he's just like really into couches. He's like, that's like his yeah, kink. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he keeps <laughs> he looking at every couch. of
0: couches. He gets, yeah,
2: anytime he goes to a house, and if that house has a couch, he gets oh, a boner. Yeah, for sure. um
0: But uh, what was I talking about? I don't know.
2: Oh, yeah, technology. Yeah. The point is that, like, this strikes me as just classic early kinks and stuff like that. And same with the and of lack early of security kinks. and oh, yeah, oh. speaking of early. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Um, but yeah, so I'm not too, not too concerned about that, but I agree. It's a little bit clunky right now.
0: The, um, and then, uh, but yeah, I feel like we're definitely in a bubble. Cause I keep in terms of the space, just cause like, everybody's asking me about it. Like, you know, like my, um, you know, like, like 55 year old, like home helpers, you know, um, are asking me about it. Um you know, my mom's friends are like asking me about it. So it just seems, I mean, maybe that's a good sign if everyone's like interested in the space, getting into it, but it Mm -hmm. feels like they're interested in making money. They're not interested in like the underlying, the underlying value. Like, oh, hey, how can I be a part of, you know, this next great piece of investigative journalism that's being funded by NFTs? It's like, everyone seems to be making money. How do I also make money? Um, Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely
2: like that. I think for the initial interest with people, they're definitely not like, trying to like, I don't think it's like decentralization and things like that that they're really right, thinking about. Right. I think it's just that they see, how do I make $10,000 on this uh, on a profile picture yeah, thing? Yeah, so it's
0: like the person I'm thinking was like her brother made like, you know, a ton of money on Ethereum because he bought Ethereum in like 2018. And she's like, I need to get involved in this just to, just to make right. money. I think
2: that's, yeah. And so yeah.
0: unfortunately I think a lot of it is like that right now, instead of like really thinking about the use cases. Um, and like I said, the experience, the user experience is pretty clunk, clunk, clunky. Like we talked about Constitution, constitution DOW. I invested in that. I watched the auction not knowing who was Constitution DOW. I didn't know which bidder was Constitution DOW. And it didn't say like, this person's bidding for us. And then I still haven't gotten my money back. It was like really hard to get your money back because it costs you know a bunch of money and gas fees and like whatever, I can't get it out of the juice box. so Which is where the money is, this thing called juice box.
2: I mean, stuff, yeah, these yeah. are the, the downs pitfalls of like, you know, putting together like a $40 million thing in six days yeah. with strangers, you know, and obviously they're not going to have every other.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like that. the whole, the whole point is the transparency. It was like, the whole point is like transparency and yet, yet it seemed very not transparent, you know, like there seemed like there was a group that was in charge, which I guess is how it has to be. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess all this is just saying like all the kinks haven't been working out, worked out. Like, it's still,
2: no, I mean, like you think you're you think constitutional DAO. with my understanding is like pretty legit. I mean, like there's a lot of people who are just getting totally rugged and like going into things and being, and, and then they can't get them getting screwed. And like, there's a lot of scammers who are like taking people's passwords or like uh, passcodes and sc- like tons of scamming going on uh, and stuff like that. So there's, there's a, there's a lot of that stuff and, you know, and, and on top of it, there's the overall uh, feeling about it, which is like, like I was posting about Sketchy Dads, like NFTs on like my main Twitter account and uh, my Instagram. And then I, I see like people that I follow and friends of mine post stuff on Instagram or post stuff on Twitter that are like, you know, making jokes about NFTs being money laundering or these sort of things and scammy and, and skeevy and stuff like that. And uh, and so like there's that there's that stigma and I'm like, God, do they think I'm like money laundering? Like, do they think that like, I'm, I hope like, I'm like, am I money laundering? Like, 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 like am I like, and like, it's like, is this, and like, I'm like, this can't be, a, I'm like, can't be a scam. I'm literally spending two to three hours drawing each one of these things and then selling my art, you know? It's like, but like, there is like just that whole, to me, there is a rightful and confusing stigma around it. because nobody really, you know, but that, yeah, so but, but anyway. But that's,
1: that's an element in like the regular art world too. I mean, a lot of, a it's lot true. of people have laundered money through just buying like expensive. Oh yeah. Art and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then the, uh, what are they called? Like the free houses, like where they keep yeah, the right, art, like right. in the, uh, the airports where they don't have taxes. Yeah. Right. And
2: so, yeah, it's also weird. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that tax like evasion tax stuff and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. So there's just a lot of bad elements that, that are there, but like it's mixed in with like in crazy, crazy upside and really, really smart people. And a lot of really really smart people building stuff, and there's a lot of really really smart and really really ethical people who believe in it. You know, so I think uh, the truth is, you know, in the middle. Well, then, yeah. that's,
1: so this is my question uh, for people who are novices: What is a good way to get your feet wet in the NFT,
0: uh, you know, community? Got to go to Coinbase. Buy a bunch of Ethereum, mm-hmm. get the MetaMask. transfer the Ethereum to the MetaMask. All this All is right. gonna cost money. Um, but I don't right, know. About, I, I, the okay. Only what I, if,
1: but what are, like, what about like the cool stuff? Like what about like the cool aspects of it? Like what's what's what's, I, I, a, what's I, I, a cool I, I, way I, to I,
0: get your feet wet? So I don't know. I would imagine you would you want to look around on like. Now one this is a question
1: sites. for Adam. I know you don't know anything cool, but okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: Well, for me, what I, I just—I read an article. I read some articles online and started to, like understand a little better, and it kind of helped me understand it in a different way. Because I was kind of like NFTs and whatever, you know. And then, then I read this one article on Not Boring um, by Packy McCormick. That's like that is a particular newsletter that I think has a lot of really is really interesting. And finding the right people or like the right podcasts. Um, I think um, the Kevin Rose podcasts are like pretty good at like explaining. There's a Tim Ferriss conversation that's like finding conversations and blogs like that like uh, and, and newsletters and sub stacks and things like that like and just reading about it and trying to understand it, the like the getting a little more fluent in what's going on if you want to jump right in you know I, I you know i there's definitely good like articles on the fundamentals too if you google like how do i set up a wallet people really want to help you do it right and stuff like that um so you know i would say do a little reading like that if you you know if you get on some discords and um, you know, again, like but like it's hard because it's like you it takes a while to become fluent in this stuff and like you're gonna make some mistakes and you're gonna, you're gonna like lose some money. I bought some dumb shit. I have I have spent money on some dumb shit. Okay, like I just made some impulsive NFT purchases that like I definitely regret. But that was kind of my mentality going through like i'm like i'm just gonna learn and if i make and make mistakes i just needed to burn at a fast speed on something um because i was frustrated with how long other things were taking um yeah, so I think it depends you, on your risk tolerance yeah
0: i think you need to put the money whatever money you're gonna spend i think you have to view it as entertainment money like not much mo- this is not investment this is this is like i'm gonna like look at this NFT that i think school and maybe i'll buy it because and then right. i'll join this discord and be a part of this community that might be fun like it's not it's like
1: Oh, like, like money, co- like when you go to Vegas and you're like, this exactly, is the amount of money I'm saying
0: aside to gamble. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yeah, and if for it makes money, great, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like with the Constitution Dow, the whole Constitution Dow is like, I want to see how this Dow works. I want to see what an actual Dow looks like. Um, and it was so much fun to watch the auction for me, like knowing, hey, we might, I might be a part of the winning bid for the Constitution. Like that was entertainment. It was worth it. Was worth the money I put in just to have you know that hour watching the Sotheby's auction um but yeah you shouldn't i don't think you should view it as like hey i'm definitely gonna you know make a ton of money here i think
2: if you go into it thinking i'm doing this to make money like right away you're gonna have a bad time yeah i think i think you should go into it and think like i'm gonna put like like a thousand dollars or whatever it is and maybe that's too much into some eth and i'm just gonna kick it around i'm gonna hear about some projects i'm gonna buy a couple NFTs. I'll try selling some NFTs and like, I'll go into discords. And then from other discords, you learn about other discords. And then like, you know, one thing is that like, you know, you can learn about legitimate projects by following some of the legitimate people in the space, you know, like the Gary V's and like the, um, like the Kevin roses and other tech people, like finding the, you know, seeing who like are the, the authoritative voices in the space, they'll generally won't steer you wrong or like promote bad projects, generally speaking. Um, And uh, and, you know, yeah. So but I, I think Matt's right. Like, fundamentally, the mindset has to be I'm investing this money in my own education and to learn and become fluent in this world, this new technology and not expecting to make money, because I think it's getting harder and harder to make money. Like you really have to like there's like there's people now in. DAOs that are, that are private DAOs where they have technology that's telling you what the whales are buying and and they're seeing, you know, it's becoming like very markety and very like quanty and 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 so like you're it's getting harder and harder to compete with like being like, I'm gonna mint this project and make a lot of money. So I would look at it more as like getting in it to learn because learning about this as it becomes more ubiquitous is going to be valuable in unpredictable ways. Like you just, you'll want to be fluent in web three technology in general.
0: It's like, so it's yeah, I think it's, adjustment. you know, it's like, it's like the early nineties and you want to kind of learn how the internet works, you know, just cause right. You know, you, wherever your business is like your business is eventually going to have to like move into the space. And so the more you know about it, like the better you are going to be uh, in the future. Um, yeah, like Super Hoopers should
2: have an N- little NFT offering right now. I think there's this idea that it has to be huge. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It could be a small little NFT thing, you know, it's, it, it taking the place of a Patreon or something like that.
3: Yeah. And,
2: uh, you know, like I, it already has utility for what you do. And, um, you know,
0: it's not a bad idea. And then also, I think yeah. there is a DAO that is trying to buy an NBA team, which maybe we should. Maybe we might want to have them on it. Just talk to see. Yeah. Or maybe we might want to get involved in whatever. I, I'll look up that DAO. I, I, I came across it in my research that. But yeah, okay, great, great guys. Thank you for indulging, uh, indulging me, in this this first edition of Super Hoopers University. Um, Man,
1: now I'm ready for Christmas. <laughs> this got me into the holiday spirit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love, by the way, that you're like, welcome to Super Hoopers University. We're going to bring on today two amateurs who are don't <laughs> know shit, <laughs> like uh. uh a man. No, no, I, uh, no, no. Honored, but I feel I, like I'm I, not qualified I, to be on a university.
0: Sorry, no, but Gary, yeah, so, Gary V. Fucking canceled. So <laughs> no, but I. But I think I think the, the Richard Feynman said that if you can't explain something to an average undergraduate, you don't truly understand something. And so, just expo- trying to explain something, if, if and if you can't do it, you don't understand it. So just having Dave here, who you know doesn't know that much, like just. Trying to explain it to him, I think that that's I, th- I think I think there's value added. You're theoretically yeah, I, you're I theoretically an expert because you've actually done it. You've minted you know sure. whatever a hundred plus NFTs, Adam. Come on, don't don't sell yourself short.
2: Yeah, true, true. That's true. I do know. It just feel it, I feel like I'm worlds away from the space now. But like I do know more than than a lot of people. But it's still I'm not like reading deep white papers and really understanding the, how the like I don't well, like a, the, a technical understanding of it. I have more of a cultural understanding of it. i think there's some value in that but i wasn't also wasn't speaking i have no idea how what i said would come off to like you know i i said a bunch of um gobbledygook early on that like you know you were like dave what does that mean you dave's like you know eyes rolled to the back of his head he's like dave was passed out and um you know and so it's it's. i wasn't necessarily calibrating a lot of what i was saying for like a, a but the uh
1: that, um i did learn though even though i really tried not to uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i would
2: say what was your takeaway from this dave like what how do you feel about nfts now versus uh or the technology or whatever versus going into the podcast
1: oh it made me like much more interested in it like now like i now i want to get a waste wallet. a bunch of money uh, yeah yeah now i want to yeah try to get on
0: how, how many right. DAOs are you on matt uh okay so the constitution DAO mm-hmm. split And so I joined the Discord for the the Splinter, (laughs) the Constitution down the Splinter ones. I will no. So a couple things, the the people in uh, Dave Adam's talking about like reading different stuff. The people in this space are very bad at communicating. So I read a ton of articles that none of them can really write that well. Um, And so there is. You felt that way about not boring? Not boring. He's okay, but he he's way too long winded um yeah I the best but person I is adam davidson who came from this american life and planet money and he wrote two articles on DAOs and nfts that are basically better than everything else that's out there um mm-hmm.
2: i think i read one of the ones you said because me he can there,
0: actually yeah. write and communicate um everyone else is very techie and like they don't and they, they're they're nerds so nerds get too lost in the details so you'll read these articles and they'll, they'll go down little little rabbit holes um but, anyways, I'm in a couple DAOs, but like just on their Discord. I'm not. I haven't like. I don't have tokens yeah. or anything. I just right. have the people. To, I have. I still have theoretically have the people tokens from the Constitution DAO. Um, but I, I don't. And again, none of these places are are to me providing that much value. These discords. I'm in a few. I think what one, two, three, four. I'm like five different like Web three discords like that are like associated with NFTs or. Um, Or or a DAO, and they're not they're just not that fun. There's not that much stuff going on in them. Maybe I'm in the wrong discords, Um, but you know, not to tutor on horror. I think the Super Hoopers Discord is like or whatever chat is like way more fun than than than, uh, than these ones because a lot of it is. Like Adam says, a lot of it is based on how can we make this thing more valuable or how can we Mm -hmm. you know, attract other people rather than this is a thing. This is an organic community. They don't-
2: Well, think about how unfun though the Super Hoopers WhatsApp would be if there were 10,000 people in it. That's another- Uh, And that's what- That's another uh, issue. That's what- Yeah, you sort
0: of need like to be- Yeah, you need- and i'm sure there yeah, are who lots would, of really, who really would
1: cool. want forty thousand dollars in revenue every month that would <laughs> fucking
0: suck that'd be good for you it'd be terrible
1: yeah. for the would, people in because the there is
0: yeah. there, as a community gets larger there becomes more bad actors you know and it mm-hmm. just it gets harder to control and you don't necessarily want to censor or, or ban even
1: people. with our 20 people uh you know we we, we had the one person who was we you had, know toxic that's just and with 20 yeah <laughs>
0: so i mean these things i mean but this is like the oldest human problem like forming communities and deciding you know what what value added there is and who's providing that value i mean this is like going back to you know the tribes the hunter-gatherer tribes who gets the biggest piece of meat from the hunt you know that's that sort of stuff um the jews but i will i mean but i'm sure there are great communities out there like um my favorite my favorite uh, public intellectuals tyler And he was crypto skeptic. He was very much like, ah, this stuff's like, you know, whatever. It's a scam. It's a bubble for many years. And then he recently changed the tune basically because of all the high quality talent attracted to the space. He was like, all the best young people are going into the space. They're going to create something. And then in the article I read where he was being interviewed, they said, okay, well, what would you recommend to people to read? And he was like, oh, I don't know. There's nothing really good out there. I'm just on a bunch of cool discords that like let me know like what's going on. I'm like, well, thanks, bro. Like, thank, <laughs> Basically, he's like, you- you're not cool enough to be like where the cool stuff is. So I'm sure there are great discords, but um, like I you know, like whatever. It's still, it's still, it's still early. It's still, you know, it's still getting. You know. Yeah. Well, there's that quote that like you know,
2: you should be following what the smart people are doing on their week in the weekends. Exactly. But then right now, all the smart people on the weekends are b- building stuff in this space, and and that's to me like you know, it's like what is the alternative? I'll just say this like no. Yes, the alternative is like living. In the real world, and like having a family, and and uh, you know, touching a tree every once in a while, but uh, getting some sun. But 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 you know, the alternative is like a lot of political bullshit on yes. Twitter, and like just arguing and nonsense. And while everyone else is just bitching, these people are building shit, and that that's what interests me. Is that like everyone else is just talking and bitching and complaining. And all these fucking nerds are just building cool shit. And like, yeah, there's a lot of fucking tools in the space and all this stuff. But like, they're actually little ants that are building something right now and and are building cool new ways of doing things. And I think, yeah, I think where people also get lost, like you were saying, Matt, is that the micro is very boring and technical. When you're talking about blockchain stuff and, and Ethereum and, and all this stuff. But the macro downstream effects are what are going to be so... to explain and interesting it's like wait like you said what is a DAO? it's so hard to explain but it's unlocked by the fact that these contracts are so secure and decentralized and stuff like that and you can and and, it trust so it comes down in this case to uh, amping up the trust just a little bit and it puts it over a threshold where groups can form quickly and what the quick forming groups do is going to have massive effects on things and stuff like that so uh yeah i went off. i forget what my point was
0: yeah all right well
2: my brain's a little decentralized. <laughs>
0: uh, I can't even believe you're, when I had a three month old, I couldn't do anything. Like, I can't believe you're functioning right now. So, and then, let alone that you wrote a script. Uh,
2: so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm getting no points for this because there's a zero chance she listens to this, but my wife is like really type A about the baby and does like a lot of this oh stuff. Oh my uh, you're so lucky.
0: You're so lucky. Yeah. My wife did nothing. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nothing at all.
0: She's not going she, to listen to She should have had a She should have had a dowel. Alright, all right. We'll, we'll end this there Thanks again riz. guys
3: You know I've been all around the world right But tonight I'm on my dumb shit <laughs> I landed in Paris At a quarter to noon So excited to see her I went straight to the Louvre I heard she's a twizzet So I bought my ticket Pushed my way to the front of the crowd And I couldn't believe what I saw her. Mona Lisa You're an overrated piece of shit With your terrible you're dead sharp guys And a smirk like you're hiding a dick What the fuck is this garbage? bitch? Mama Lisa The original Basic bitch that